Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bird Show. So if you've ever contemplated getting on medication for any kind of mental struggle you might be on, I definitely think you need to stick around and listen to this next segment. So we call it Free Therapy Thursday. The Bird Show likes to get on and um, basically suggest everybody take, get therapy. Um, and unfortunately, that's not always accessible to everyone, uh, depending on different circumstances. So we have Miranda Campbell here, who is a licensed therapist from Port Counseling Group, who is kind enough to come on here and donate your services and try to help out some of our listeners and some of their therapy questions. So thank you once again for being here today. Of course. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. And so today we're specifically going to focus on medication. And you and I were just chatting um, during the commercial break that there is such a stigma around people taking medication when it comes to um, anxiety, depression, etc. And it's like, you wouldn't shame a diabetic for taking insulin. You wouldn't shame a cancer patient for taking chemo. So why in the world would you ever shame somebody for taking something for their anxiety or for their depression. Yeah, I think people sometimes fear what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And there's such a stigma about like, oh, that makes you weak, or maybe you just aren't praying hard enough, or your relationship with a higher power isn't strong enough, and that, that's... Yes. Got it. Yes. All right. So we got a, a, a email specifically asking about getting on medication. Hey, Bart Show. I've been listening to your show for a very long time, and I know y'all are huge advocates for good mental health, therapy, and even medication when needed. I recently had my first telehealth visit with a psychiatrist and was almost immediately prescribed Lexapro. I think that's what Kristen takes. I'm supposed to start it tomorrow, and I'm oddly terrified of taking medication. I've been battling with anxiety for a while, probably a lot longer than I realize, actually, and it's been exacerbated by kids and life in general, really. There's now a glimmer of hope that maybe this is what I need and maybe there is a light at the end of this seemingly endless tunnel I've been traveling down, but I'm scared that it's somehow going to change me for the worst. Is that crazy? I feel like I know this is the right move and I've known for a while, but now that the time has finally come, I am terrified. Please tell me this is somewhat normal, maybe, hopefully, and I'm not alone. I've never been on any type of medication ever, but I need a way to pull myself out of this. Thanks for your advice and the laughs you guys provide on the regular. Love y'all. So to confirm, I am on Lexapro. Uh, I have been on Lexapro for six years for anxiety. And um, I actually increased my dose at year five because I started feeling those similar mm -hmm. um, like pulls of anxiety. And so we upped it. I was at 10 milligrams and now I'm at 15 milligrams. So it's, it's a fairly small dose um, or not 0.5 and then 0.10 or 0.10, then 0.15. Lord have mercy. I probably should have taken it today. Um, so 
for me, it was a game changer. And I honestly didn't know life could be like this Mm -hmm. had I not taken it. And I, I did like, I did therapy for years. I was doing yoga. I started watching my diet, trying to alleviate the anxiety and nothing was working. So for me, it was like, all right, I felt like I've done the work. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to take the medication and see what happens. And it was a blessing. It, it worked for me. I know for some people it didn't work. You got to find the right, um, the right medicine and also the right dosage for you. But it, it honestly can change your life for the better. For sure. And for those that are feeling kind of nervous or hesitant about taking medications, I would suggest doing what you did in exhausting other options just to see what impact it makes. If those symptoms are still persistent, then why not consider it? Um, Another sign that you may benefit from having um, medication prescribed is if your symptoms serve as a barrier to you actually using effective coping skills. Mm -hmm. So if you're too depressed or too anxious to actually follow through with like, I can't get out of bed for my therapy appointment or I can't, you know, find the motivation to, to go to yoga, then that would be a a definite sign. And I, I think you, she should take normal out of your vocabulary. Um, as far as like you feeling terrified, I had gotten to the point that when I was prescribed it, I wasn't terrified. I was relieved. Okay. Like, okay, we're going to try this. Hopefully, you know, I was relieved and I was hopeful. Um, and for two weeks I was in this fog you know what? I'm going to check myself. There was a a bit of terrifying as far as like, I thought it was going to change me and I wouldn't be the same Kristen and I wouldn't be as good on the radio Mm. because it would take away from my creativity. But what ended up happening after I got through that two week fog, I had even more clarity and more creativity and it actually brought out the aspects I like about myself more. Yeah, that makes total sense. And so if you're not sure, you just have to trust yourself to know that you can respond to whatever comes up as it does come up. So if you're experiencing things are getting worse or, you know, there are some possibilities that you may have uh, negative symptoms as a result of the medication. And that's not to scare you. It's just, you know, If you know, then you can kind of be on the lookout for it and respond accordingly. I think as a mom, it definitely makes sense for you to consider that as an option. Like I recently just stopped taking medication that I was prescribed for postpartum and it was a huge ordeal for me mentally, like to see a provider for it as a therapist. You know, there was a lot of like shame and I had to even combat my inner like oh, I should be able to do this. What are people going to think about me? Um, But at the end of the day, I knew that it was important for me to be able to show up as a mom I wanted to. And so, you know, think about your why as you're you're confronting the anxieties. I think there's a a lot of doubt because you just mentioned postpartum and I had severe postpartum depression. I, I, I started seeing a therapist, but I didn't really pursue medication in a way that I wished I had now in retrospect. Um, I feel like I'm out of that uh, postpartum depression period and I still have anxiety and OCD, which is being managed a lot better through things that uh, like coping techniques. Mm -hmm. But looking back when I was in it, I was like, I don't need meds like this is going to go. I can fix this. I don't need this or not even realizing there was a problem. Just being Mm -hmm. like, this is how life is. Mm -hmm. And now in retrospect, I'm like, no, it didn't need to be that hard. It didn't have to be that kind of a fight every single day. I could have made life 
so much easier for myself if I had just used this tool that was accessible to me. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the stigma. I don't know if it's like I can do it myself or also not even realizing like I was in that place. So I think being able to stop and, uh, you know, for our listener and be like, yes, I'm in that place where this could help me. And I I just want to offer not that I've ever done meds, but in retrospect, as someone who has gone through a period like that, looking back, like it doesn't have to stay that way. Yeah. It'd be like Mo trying to swim without a floaty. Totally. I like to bring levity to these these deep topics. But I You mean, have to in order to get through them. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. But but do it. Why not? Yeah. See and also happens. too, this doesn't have to be like a permanent solution. Some people get on it. And then like a year or two later are able to get off of it. Me personally, my doctor brought that up and our, you know, because I get prescribed. I have a therapist, but she's not licensed to do prescriptions. So I get my medicine through my general practitioner. And she was like, well, you know, you're doing, would you like it off? And I was like, nope, no, 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 (laughs) we're good. We're good. We're going to stay. So, I mean, it's just whatever you feel you need. And And just like, yeah, you you were able to go ahead and get through postpartum and you had the help of the medication. And now you feel strong enough that, okay, we can, we can take this away and see how we do. Yeah. I mean, having a baby during the pandemic, like girl, yeah, that was (laughs) coping skills. Do you have access if you chose to be on the conservative side about the exposures. Yes. And also, I mean, when's the last time we went through a pandemic? Like, there's really right. nothing to, like, compare reference to. or compare it mm-hmm. to. So everything I did to prepare was a moot point yep. because of the pandemic. And so the, I'm sure everyone has little nuances in their life mm-hmm. that they have to sort out. But I, I think you bring up an important point about including your therapist if, if you're seeing one in the conversation, they can help you identify like, is this working? Is this not? Yeah. Oh, I'm concerned about this or this shouldn't be happening and, and prompt you or coordinate services with your prescriber. Awesome. All right. So thank you so much, Miranda Campbell from Port Counseling Group. Um, if you want to reach out for any of their services, you can find them at portcg.com. Thank you. Thank you. The Burt Show. All right. We call it follow-up Thursday. You guys remind us of Burt Show storylines that we haven't closed yet. And in this case, it's from Joyce Ward. He says, yo, Burt Show. Long-time listener on Facebook. Not sure if you've already done a follow-up to this one, but it was posted on July of 2022. Title was something along the lines of, she wants proof that her sister's fiancé isn't the man he says he is. And I need to know what happened. Thanks for the consideration, Joyce. Kristen's going to recap it right now. I am going to recap it right now. I got lost in my schedule. Sorry. (laughs) All right. So Leah hated the man her sister was planning on marrying. She thought he was a narcissistic, a narcissistic. Oh, no. Am I reading right? I think I am. A narcissistic rude a-hole. She wanted proof of him cheating in hopes that would put an end to their upcoming wedding. But her plan backfired after he called her out on air with this message. Sending you roses becomes because thorns seem appropriate for such a bleeping prick like you. I'll make sure your sister is listening to hear what a meddling bee you are. I am not, never have, nor ever will cheat on your sister so you can mind your own bleeping business. Uh-oh. I forgot all of it. It's the uh-oh bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> As expected, her sister was pissed when she found out what Lee did behind her back. Last we heard, Lee skipped the wedding and refused to apologize to her sister. We suggested they have a sit-down meeting with family and apologize. Did she take her advice or is she still at odds with her family? Mo has answers. Hey, Bird Show. I actually do have an update for you all. 
So, as much as I hate to say, I told you so, and trust me, it's bittersweet, it seems I had a point about my sister's now soon-to-be ex-husband. No. So, I kept my distance after all of the chaos. We didn't really talk much this past year. Actually, we barely talked at all. Around Christmas, I overheard from our cousin, yeah, had to get the updates from Family Gossip because we weren't on speaking terms, that there was some major drama happening in their marriage. Turns out, Mr. Wonderful wasn't so wonderful after all. He had not just been seeing another woman. He had multiple side women. They separated right after New Year's. As of now, their divorce is in the works. I guess the silver lining is that they are divorcing now and not years from now when the kids could be involved. The downside, even though I was right, it hasn't magically fixed our relationship. We're still pretty distant. I genuinely hope that in time, things will change. But for now, things are still rocky. So, there you have it. Not the happiest update, but life's complicated, right? Hope you all are doing better in the love department than my sis and I. <laughs> Sending love. At the end of the day, though, she gets bragging rights. She No, you cannot. She was right. I mean, she'll never say it. You cannot say but it. But they both know that she was right. They'll be in my eyes when I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to see it in my eyes. All right, Abby. Dudes are separated into two categories, you feel. Yes, there are puka shell boys and there are cross <laughs> necklace boys. There are. There's no different. That You are either one or... Or the other. And what, this is, this is, what is a puka shell necklace boy and what is a cross <laughs> necklace boy? I'm so glad you asked, Kristen, because I'm here to tell you. Please. So, so this got this is a video that got shared in my group chat. And all of my friends realized that you only have one of two types. You either date the type of guy who wears a puka shell necklace or you only date the type of guy who wears a silver cross necklace. These are the only two <laughs> types of necklace that, that boys wear. It, what huh? about a spiked dog collar necklace for the punk rock? Rock boys. Who who was wearing that? I have nobody. But that's my nobody I know. But that's my point. Go to a public setting and look around. Uh, You will only see men wear one of two types of necklaces, at least that we've noticed. And this is um, from a TikTok clip that we got from Brooke and Connor start a podcast. These are very popular TikTokers, and they decided to decide which celebrities would be puka shell necklace guys (laughs) or silver cross necklace guys. And I think maybe it'll make a little bit more sense when you hear examples. There's four categories of man. So puka shell, cross necklace, and then puka shell wants to be cross necklace, and cross necklace who wants to be puka shell. 100%. I have some guys that I'm going to give you, and you can tell me what you think they are, uh-huh. and I'll let you know if I agree or not. Okay. Okay, PETA from The Hunger Games. I think he's puka shell wants to be cross necklace. Really? I was going to say just puka shell. What part of him do you think is wanting to be cross vibes? I don't know. Like, he had that whole stage where he wanted to be, like, really cool. Yeah. And he, like, had the spotlight and he loved it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Here's kind of a hard one. Okay. Harry Potter. I knew you were going to do Harry. You did? Yeah. <laughs> this is so hard. I, like, I've never been faced with something so uh-huh. hard. I feel like he is maybe a cross necklace. I agree 100%. <laughs> Which is really scary to say. But don't you think Ron is puka shell completely? Mm-hmm. I feel like male friendships, there's always like a cross and a puka. <laughs> so I thought, of, sorry, the thought of Ron Weasley wearing a puka shell yes, necklace. But you beautiful. can see it, right? So it makes yes. sense. And so I feel like the perfect example is I feel like Mo is a cross necklace guy mm-hmm. and Bert is a puka shell For guy. Sure. Back in the day, I was wearing pukas all the time, but it was back in the day in California. Okay, what's Tommy? Tommy, Tommy is a puka shell guy. No, the hell I ain't. <laughs> How about intern Mikey? Intern Mikey? 
I don't know. I don't know if intern Mikey is a necklace guy, period. He might be the exception. Puka, man. I think he's a puka but wants to be a cross. He might be, <laughs> he might be one of those macaroni necklace guys. Oh, ouch. He's never coming in again. Oh, my God. Out of all the things we made him do, this is it. The Bird Show. All right, so let's get back to Shauna from yesterday, who's whole trajectory of her life and marriage might be changing right here only because she wanted to realize how the finances in her house worked. Kristen? Yeah, so she has never taken care of the accounts, the money accounts, the finances, the bills. Her husband's always handled all of that. And she felt like she wanted to know more. So she started digging into some of the accounts and some credit cards and just wanting to um, wanting to educate herself on their finances. And what she discovered when she was looking at their joint credit card, which she had never done, were these charges. And they were charges for lunches at expensive places. There were charges for dinners at expensive places. And she's like, my husband doesn't do business dinners. Um, I mean, he says he's working late sometimes, but never discloses that. And then the main thing was, he told her he was out of town on business, and while he was out of town on business, there was a charge for a fancy restaurant that was not in the city that he was supposed to have been in. Oops. Exactly. Oops. Um, so we tried to troubleshoot and come up with, you know, like we said maybe his credit card got stolen and he felt bad for the person and thought they needed some lobster in their life and hmm. he didn't challenge That's it. That's why he didn't cancel it. <laughs> exactly. To do the right thing. Um, so she now just has this nagging feeling that, okay, he's buying dinners for somebody. Who is he buying dinners for? Is he cheating on me? Hey, Shauna, good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys for yeah. hanging out with me. Yeah, don't thank <laughs> us yet. You've just been pulled over yeah. by the cop. All right. We don't, we don't know if we're giving you a ticket or not yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in a case like this, you know, I brought this up yesterday also. You have been married for how long? Uh, about 10 years. 10 years. Uh, any reason at all to distrust your husband over the course of the last decade? No, not not really. I mean, we have normal couple things, you know, um, like, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, we have normal couple things that you like do white lies about like, no, I totally put the seat mm-hmm. down when I was, <laughs> when I was in there, you know? So no, I, no, just, no past just, infidelity, no past being inappropriate or anything like that. So when this comes, I'm just curious. So when something like this comes up and you, it's, you certainly are curious, why is the default immediately to, Oh my God, my husband might be cheating on me. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, like we just see these things, right, in movies and TV and you, you, you hear stuff like this on the radio. So it's like, oh, God, am I now one of those people on the radio um, that has been like duped, essentially, right? Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's like one day everything's fine and then all of a sudden it goes against your normal like it, it causes for pause and concern and you're like this, you know, this can't be happening to me too. He's not like, is he cheating on me? Is he not mm-hmm. cheating on me? What, is, what's happening? So I just feel, I feel really stupid. Um, not like, you know, like I think in, in a marriage you, you start splitting things up because things are easier, right? Like, yeah, we don't, I'll cook dinner. You do the finances. I'll take care of car maintenance. You, you know, hire a nanny or whatever. It's just you divide and conquer so that you can spend more quality time together. 
And um, I, I don't know. So I'm just, I'm feeling really overwhelmed and yeah. Okay, so one last question before we give you the results here, because we did test them with uh, To Catch a Cheater War of the Roses. Um, why not? I mean, if you've got a decade with him uh, and there's something not making sense, why not go directly to him? Uh, well, thank you for calling me out on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like kind of an obvious question. Easier said than done. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if other women can relate, but I think sometimes, you know, you you make concessions and you you're like, Oh, I, I won't bring this up. I'll keep the peace. It's not a big deal. And then, you know, a little thing starts turning into a bigger thing. And like, I don't want to, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe it's easier not to know the truth or I, cause sometimes I, you, I don't know. yeah, your mind plays tricks on you. Cause like you want to know, but you don't. Right, because it could change everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you asked us to do To Catch a Cheater, War of the Roses, which we did. And mm-hmm. Moe's got the results, and he'll read them off for you. All right, okay. so we, we sent a fake promotional email to the email address that Shauna provided for him. And he was offered a free bouquet of flowers and was able to choose from several options with pictures. In exchange, he was asked to share 10 promo codes for 30% off a future order with his friends and family. And he could choose from the following. One, love is in the air. Two dozen long-stemmed radiant red roses, the timeless gift for the one your soul desires. Two, southern charm, peonies, lilacs, and magnolias, delicately arranged in a blue and white vase, perfect for that southern bell in your life. Three, hello sunshine, brighten anyone's day with this bright and bold medley of sunflowers, orange roses, craspedia, and mixed greenery gathered in a rustically elegant galvanized pale. Rustically, yeah. Rustically. Four, pops of pink petals, all pink and nothing but pink for the ultimate girly girl. She will love this clear glass vase bursting with nothing but pink panties. And the first promotional email was sent at 9.32 a.m. And he placed an order at 10.02 a.m. He didn't waste no time. Mm-mm. He's all free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ordered, love is in the air, two dozen long stem radiant red roses, the timeless uh-huh. gift for the one your soul desires. He requested that they be delivered and sent Saturday morning to a residential address, and the name is to be sent to Laura. The note on the card says, "Just because you're on my mind." Shawna, is your real name? Is your real name Laura? No, it's definitely not Laura. All right, then we got problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. So what are we gonna do? So I am really curious um, if this residential address is in the same zip code as the charge that you saw that didn't make a whole bunch of sense either. Which we can totally yeah. send to you. Which we could totally send yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, you guys, what am I going to do? I feel so sick. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if this were me and I just find this out, what do you do? I mean, do you directly... Confront him? Yeah. I would. You do, right? Absolutely. You, yeah. you can't let this go. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, so like, do I do more snooping or I do I just? I, I, I think you have plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have plenty. And then, I mean, what if, like, what if he lies? Like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it opens up a whole bunch of questions. Uh, that's for sure. And you'll have a million of them right now. So let us let you go. You got a lot to think about, a lot to chew on. 
And then uh, if you need our help with anything, give us a call if you need any guidance, and we'll try to help you through it. But um, please follow up with us and let us know how it all goes, okay? Okay. Thank you guys so much. All right. Good luck. Uh, Bye-bye. Yeah, that ain't good, Mo. Nope. That's not good. It's horrible. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on the Burt Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good, and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on, and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade, and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. The Burt Show. All right, before we get into the email, if it's morally wrong to have an OnlyFans, if you're in some certain professions like nurse, teacher, police officer, we'll get into that in a second. I have been trying to get to this for a week now. It won't take very long. But man, I was surprised. Wow, was I surprised. So I have two sons, and at one point or another, they were both eight, nine, ten years old. And I've had dudes over to the house, nine, ten years old, when they were celebrating their birthday and having parties. And, you know, they get a little out of hand, the dudes. A lot of energy, run around a little bit, hit each other with a baseball bat. And like. <laughs> you always have sleepovers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And it's usually... Um, it really does consist of like being in the backyard, just running around, playing soccer, literally hitting each other with a wiffle ball bat, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, then playing video games and go to sleep. That sounds it. about right. That's it. Mm-hmm. So last week uh, we had a party for Tiffany's daughter, Eliza, nine years old. She had, man, what Tiffany went over the top at this party. She did such a great job. She uh, redid our basement. So it looked like there was a movie premiere going on. So and it was a um, it was a mystery party. Like somebody had stolen the Academy Award, so all these girls had to figure out exactly who stole it based on this uh, a bunch of hints that were manufactured by somebody else in a box. Okay. okay. So anyway, so there are twenty girls in our basement. 
All right. And I knew the party was getting lit for them because they're all singing Taylor Swift at the same time. <laughs> That's fine. All right, it's kind of loud there. Uh, it's just the screaming never stopped with these girls. Two and a half, three hours. First, they're singing Taylor Swift. Then they're going on to Morgan Wallen. I mean, and then three fourths of them leave, leaving seven of the girls at the house. I had to remove myself because <laughs> it was so loud and so frantic. And so ear piercing. And so ear piercing. <laughs> over and over. They didn't stop till one in the morning. The party was over at nine. Four hours of screaming, <laughs> hanging out, having the time of their lives. I literally had to say to Tiffany, like, you're on your own on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. It's not even close. It wasn't even close. Do you know what like they were so jacked about or what they were Have screaming been, about? I think this is fairly common because listeners were telling me in my DMs, like, yeah. oh, you just wait. You've never had a girl sleepover like this before? Uh-huh. You're not getting any sleep tonight. I'm like, oh, shut up. I've done this with boys before. Way worse. Not even close, you guys. The girls were I mean, nothing went wrong and they weren't out of hand or anything. No. They were uh-huh. just being nine-year-old girls. I literally had to leave the house. I would I not li- have guessed that. Dude, I literally had to walk down the street. <laughs> it was so loud. And it just wasn't this group of girls. That's what to expect. Now, you know, I have to ask you the question that I've asked you before. Did you alter your sleeping habits because you had, um, because there was a sleepover? Uh, what do you mean? Because normally, don't you yeah, sleep in the nude? sleep butt naked. Oh! I didn't even think about that. Um, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. But it wasn't calculated. I just think I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a really good point. Because yeah. at yeah. any point, they could just walk. It's happened before. Yes. I told you guys that's before. That's why I brought it up right. again. Eliza's yeah. had like a friend or two over. And in the morning, they thought it'd be really funny to go wake Bird up. So they come running in the room at eight in the morning. And luckily, I'm under sheets, but I'm naked. Uh-huh. And I was in a panic. So I literally said to them, like, you guys need to get out of here. I have no clothes on. They're like, ah! All right, so the email here is it morally wrong to have an OnlyFans on certain professions? Mo's got the email. Hey, Bird Show. I saw a debate on Facebook and would love to hear what you guys think. One of my friends posted where a teacher was found to have an OnlyFans account and said, Friend stated he felt the teacher should have higher morals. I personally have an OnlyFans account only. Because my boyfriend and I were having issues where he would lock himself in the bathroom or wait until I left for work or would choose to watch videos instead of being with me. Yeah, well, you need to work on that, yep. Wait, I, hold on a second. So ra- so she gave him something to look at rather than him looking at strangers? Is that the does, motivation behind the OnlyFans? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, she just could have done that and, it, w- without video. She could have just got naked in front of the dude. Right? Maybe she's saying that but since he's doing that, then I'm going to do it also. Yes. Oh, okay. Push you off. Yeah, right. exactly. All right. When I found this out, I asked if there was something I needed to do to change this, and he stated that he just likes it. He agreed to stop choosing it over me, but didn't follow through. So I told him that if he was able to watch it, then I was able to post it. There's the rub. Yep. Uh-huh. He told me if I made an account, I would be single. It was a brief argument about double standards, but once I sent him proof of my account, he decided that it wasn't worth it and has started being more affectionate towards me again. I think once you've hit that Oof. point, yeah. you might be at a point of no return. Right, it's a petty party. 100%. Now, my thing is, 
to go back to my friend's post, he states it's a moral issue. However, how did they find out? A parent? Because if that's the case, then how is it okay for the parent to not have the same morals when it's their responsibility to raise their child with said morals? Another teacher? Again, if they can look, why can't we post? I mean, she brings up a valued, value, you know. Are a, they the same? A valid argument. I mean, yeah. If you're if you're seeking that out, you're the reason why there is a market mm-hmm. for that and people are posting okay. it. Yeah, I can see that. And That's so, yeah. it, I mean, you found it. You were looking at it. So I think, yeah, they're, they're one and the same. You can't say anything if you're looking. No. Not at all. I'm a nurse. Does my OnlyFans mean I am not as able to care for you or your loved one? In fact, I have never been fired from a job. Received a compliment or write-up. Complaint. Complaint. I am told almost daily from my bosses that they appreciate the work I do and the care I give. I'm the one they choose to train, new employees, and they tell me I should look into furthering my career. Why should all of that change because of what I do on my personal time? What are your opinions on this? Mm. P.S. My OnlyFans is now inactive and I got my point across. So it's funny that this email came in today because I know there's a story circulating this morning of a police officer that pulled over some rando. I think it was in Minneapolis. And the dude looked at the police officer and is like, I know you from your OnlyFans. So uh, I don't think the police officer got in trouble or anything. Mm -mm. But the dude said, like, I can't take this cop seriously (laughs) because I'm looking at her on OnlyFans. So... In that case, he was like all credibility out the window. I don't see it that way. I don't either. Um, like if you found out one of your kids' teacher, teacher had an OnlyFans account, would you think less of them? <laughs> At his Catholic school. Yes. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, would I think less of the teacher? Yes. Would you think they are less capable of teaching your child because they have an OnlyFans account? No. Um because he does go to a very strict Catholic school, though, it would be an interesting dilemma on that level. I'm sure the school has mm-hmm. those stipulations sure. with the teacher's contracts that sure. you can't do anything that they deem immoral. But would I view the teacher differently? Like, it's going to be, there's less credibility mm-hmm. because the teacher is on OnlyFans? Absolutely not. Listen, I know what teachers make. Do yeah. what you got to do. Right. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. right. I, I'll be honest. I'm, I may feel like a hypocrite here because I, I would never judge someone. I don't think it matters what you do on your personal time, and I don't think you should be judged for it. But if someone came to me and was like, you know, you needed to hire a lawyer or something, yeah, and they had an OnlyFans, mm. I might look at it a certain way. Uh huh. If the lawyer had an OnlyFans, uh-huh. yeah, if, it, if the lawyer yeah. that he is defending Mo has an OnlyFans, I, I, I can see what you're saying. I don't know that I would choose that lawyer. Really? I don't know. Huh? I. I, I is I it? can't put my finger on it, but I can see what he's saying. You know, like, I don't, I don't know why. But a nurse, fine. No yeah, no, Teacher, I fine. No, I no care. Huh. But a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, so we're always, we have this debate quite a bit. When everybody, when you go out on a date, who's going to, how are you going to split the bill? Is the dude going to take charge? Is, is the woman going to go, look, no, 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 I'm my own woman. I'm independent. I don't need your cash. So how is it split up? 
All right, so the first one I'm going to play for you is a video that went viral of a woman explaining a savage response she has if a man expects to split the bill with her. And then shortly after that, we're going to debate this new dating theory, and that's that a woman shouldn't sleep with a man until he spent $2,000 on them. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Let's take these one at a time. Yep. So here's the first one. So this is at Pearl Bots on Instagram, and I saw this on Lad Bible, and it's she's giving women advice on what they should do if a man expects her to split the bill. When a man wants to go 50-50 with you on a date, do this. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed right now. Um, wait, you wanted to just be friends? I'm so confused. This whole entire time I thought this was a date. Oh my God. Okay, I'm so sorry. Here's my card. You watch dude put that money up. I'm not mad at that. That's yes. I'm actually not mad at that. That is really solid. That's pretty good. That is. And they actually, they even put in the caption, um, that's chess, not checkers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not yeah. a problem, but that's, I guess this is not a date. That's beautiful. And it plays on the ego the same way uh, your trick does with the Tesla. Yes. Oh, oh my God. That's the new Taurus. That's so amazing. <laughs> I've heard such good things about them. And you, you can get them for a steal, right? Like they're super cheap. I see the T on your car. It's a Taurus. Right? <laughs> Man, Tesla owners would be pissed. All right. So then I came across this article that there's a new dating technique that has emerged and it's going viral on social media as well. And it's the two thousand dollar date rule okay so let me read dating expert Jana Hawking says there is a theory going around social media that encourages women to hold off on getting into the bedroom until a man has spent a decent amount of money on them she actually discovered this theory from a dating podcast um, a dating podcast host called tink now the first reason why this new rule is kind of growing on me says Jana is that if a guy is willing to go on enough dates to warrant $2,000 out of pocket, then there's a fair chance the guy is probably properly invested in you. And then she also goes, I mean, if a libido can withstand that many dates, then he's a keeper. Um, that's kind of <laughs> shallow, but whatever. Then she goes, the second reason I like this rule, and I think most importantly, is spending that amount of time together without getting distracted by nakedness might actually help us get all those icks out of the way nice and early. Now, she admitted she wasn't on board with the concept at first because two grand is a lot of money to spend on mm -hmm. someone. But she's coming around to it because the sum of money would definitely give you enough time to work out whether this person was worth going all the way in. Now, she goes, this doesn't apply to people who are very wealthy because they could drop, you know, drop two grand at the drop of a hat. He's taking you to Chili's going, check, two th I'm going to tip you. Here's $2,000. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the $2,000 rule. Don't sleep with him until he spent $2,000 on you. I like that they're like, this isn't for the really rich. I'm like, if you can spend $2,000 yes. on dates, you're rich. That is literally like right. 40 dates at Chili's Th at 50 bucks a pop. There's so much offensive about this. I would think, Cassie, you'd be running with this. First of all, it's assuming that um, men have more value, that women are just there to not be physical also, right? Where women have needs also. Why do they have to wait mm -hmm. for $2,000, right? It turns everything into a monetary transaction. Yeah, yeah, right? And it places, like, the man has to spend everything. There's no equality in the relationship. It's using men. Mm -hmm. So you spend a 1000 bucks and you decide it doesn't work out and y'all have just... But I, it's just so dumb. Like, that's not what <laughs> relationships are about. There's no monetary value. And it's the same way if they had come to the table and said, uh, guys, if she hasn't put out by the third date, well, then she's not interested in you. I'd be equally as mad. Like, it's just 
Stop trying to place these stupid parameters on dates. Yeah, $2,000 means completely different things to different people. Even if you're not like exorbitantly wealthy, it's easier for a guy making six figs to drop 2000 in a month. And then, you know, you're getting laid in four weeks. Whereas <laughs> if somebody's still like in the entry level parts of their job, like $2,000 is a very significant amount of money. So you're like waiting like six, seven months. And it just seems like a very dumb rule that I also don't even know how you would keep track like you just asking for receipts at the end of every day <laughs> right. like hang on i gotta tally this up in my notes app <laughs> could you imagine abby you go on a few dates with a guy and then he breaks out a spreadsheet and he's like abby we've met the met the 2k mark now it's time to put out yep. <laughs> if he's a freak in the excel sheets the, the idea p- of her being at the table saying you about 35 dollars away would be hilarious and <laughs> 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 watch how quickly he spends that 35 dollars please <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i hate everything about this it's just so superficial and it's also suggesting that um, dudes j- just are in this for the physical part. Like, here it is, here's mm-hmm. the prize, but you got to get two grand for it. Well, you guys have said, to be fair, that that is very important. Like, you said you wouldn't want to date somebody who doesn't, like, who wants to withhold themselves from marriage. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, right, it's, it's obviously important. The, the majority of the men are pretty much in it. Yeah, it like, <laughs> I, mean, I'm like, I hate to say it. But yeah, let's, let's, let's keep Not it. all, not all, but a lot. Yeah. You're on The Burt Show. I saw it was about 20 minutes ago where Abby told our producer, Mikey, look, I am not happy with you. Why are you not happy with Mikey? I'm not happy with Mikey because he put me on the air. He put me on the spot and told me that a man was interested in me. And so I decided to put myself in a vulnerable position and text him first. And I never got a text back. And I want to find out why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to find out why, too. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Yep. This guy's ghosted Mikey also. <laughs> so he's consistent. So we asked Mikey, do you know where this guy lives? It's a friend of his. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, get in the car. And we're going to knock on the door. We will not be ghosted. No, we will not. <laughs> okay. Even Mikey was like, are you serious? And we're like, um, yeah. Get in the car. Yes. Okay. At the very least, we need to do a wellness check. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's, that's what it is. That's what we're, yeah. 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 That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we're doing. But we're checking on Abby's wellness. <laughs> Doing well. <laughs> uh, all right, so Mikey was supposed to head on out that way and just knock on this dude's door. Let's get him on the phone to find out what's going on. Mikey, what's up, dude? Hey, you want to talk about a vulnerable position? I'm, I'm out here. They got this place bolted up. I'm trying to ask people to let me in. I'm looking like a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he lives in an apartment? Yeah, it's a big apartment complex, and I can't even get in any doors. I'm standing in the parking garage right now staring at this gate. (laughs) (laughs) So you got into the parking garage. You just can't get past the gate that will take you to his apartment yet. That's right. Whenever a car comes rolling out of here, I'm going to slide on under that uh, that gate. I'm going to... barge my way up there. Oh, he's definitely getting arrested. Oh my gosh, yes you are. <laughs> <laughs> but the birth show, we have bail money in our budget, so you're fine. Right, right. It's not much, but <laughs> alright, so when you get through security and you get to his door, then uh, hit us up before you knock on the door, okay? You mean sneak through security? So, a second ago, I asked Mikey, uh, do you know where which number his door is? And he goes, uh... <laughs> he goes, I'll know it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very Mikey thing to say. Yes, yeah, good. good luck with that. All right, Mikey, give us a call back. All right, thank you. Godspeed. All right. Can't quite tell who came out here. He did. He came out. So they're all doing great until he says, uh, I think I like dudes. And He's they're bi. married, right? I mm-hmm. think I like dudes also. 
uh, and this is new to their marriage, and she rightfully is a little confused and not exactly sure how to handle it. So maybe some of you guys listening have been in this situation before, and you want to give some advice, and we can put you on the voice disguiser if you want. one 855 Hi, Bircho fam. I could use some therapy. I'm struggling with my mental health and my sexuality. I am a 35-year-old man and have been married to my wife for 12 years. We have two amazing kids together. She's truly my best friend and the most amazing woman I have ever been with or ever met. We've had our ups and downs, but for the most part, we are extremely happy. Recently, I came out to my wife as bisexual. I grew up in a very conservative Christian family where being anything but straight was considered a sin. I've always had an attraction to both sexes, but hid the male attraction side of me as best I could. It is the only secret I've ever kept from anyone, including my wife, until now. Honestly, I thought I would outgrow it. I can confirm I have not. The conversation was brought up when we were talking about medical history and getting tested for different things. I told her that before she and I were together, I had actually hooked up with a guy a few times. It fizzled out about as quickly as it started, and I was never intimate with anybody else until her. She is the only woman I've ever been intimate with. A few days later, she had questions for me about my experience and if I'd been tested. I told her that I was tested about a year after he and I got together, which is more than 15 years ago, but I hadn't been tested since. She then asked me questions about if I had ever flirted with or been attracted to other men, to which I told her that I have never flirted with another man. I have seen other men and have been attracted, but never acted on that attraction. I've also been flirted with by other men and women and always shut that down. My family has a history of cheaters, so I made it my life's mission to always be faithful to my partner. During our conversation, she pointed out to me that there were times where she initiated piano playing and I didn't seem interested and asked if that was because I was more interested in being with a man than being with a woman. I told her I hadn't really thought about it and I wasn't really sure. Our piano recitals have been far and few in between. Sometimes it was me, sometimes it was her. I feel like that it was possibly me more than her. I also knew that piano playing for her sometimes was painful and I didn't like to cause her any kind of pain. I also didn't, uh, did not want her to feel like she owed me piano sessions. It's been a couple days since she asked me that question and I've thought long and hard on it and I still don't really know an answer. I would love some therapeutic advice or if somebody in the Burt Show community has dealt with something similar to this, how they handled it. I just feel lost and confused. Has anyone ever been in a situation like this where they came out to their partner and maybe realize the life they were living isn't quite what they wanted. I'm terrified because I don't know the fallout that could happen because of this. Any help or advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Bye. But questioning. Okay. Mm. This one is above our pay grade. Maybe mm. one of you guys has experienced us before or one of you is a professional that can handle this one. one eight five five virtual. I don't even know where to start, you guys. Well, I mean, you're in a committed relationship with your wife and... Yeah, you may be attracted to men, but that doesn't mean you want to cheat on her with other men, right? The same way like you're attracted to women. So hopefully you don't want to cheat on your wife with other women. So so you think this is him just confessing that he has feelings for dudes, but not wanting to do anything with it? I mean, yeah, if you're in a committed relationship, that would be the case. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can be bisexual, but being a committed, you can be bisexual and be in a committed relationship with one sex. I completely agree. I think that's the, the definitive line that he needs to figure out. Is it that you actually want to pursue your attraction for other men or yeah. is it just something that you have? Mm-hmm. Because one, mm-hmm. I think you just, you know, you're fine. it's okay, but you also have to give your partner uh, the time that she may need in order to process that information because I'm sure it'll be, it'll throw her as well. But that's what you got to figure out. And I think once you have that answer, you can figure out how to move. Because for me, it's like, I don't care who you're attracted to, you're with me. And that's all, that's all that should matter. So that's where I'm coming from, where I don't even think it would be a question 
if I don't think it'd be a question whether or not he needed to explore it if he didn't really feel like there was something there. I can't really speak to being conflicted about your sexuality, but I can speak to growing up in a very conservative Christian environment where a lot of those feelings are very discouraged and and told like basically pushed down and suppressed. And you may be getting to a point in your life where you're 35 years old and maybe becoming an adult has given you the freedom of thought to really consider what you truly believe. And maybe that's something that you did suppress. And as of right now, maybe you feel like it is bisexuality, but it also might be that part of yourself that you've ignored for so long finally coming out. And I definitely think it's worth talking to somebody about like a professional, but I also, I think you should do some self-exploration as well. Um, this would make me very insecure as the partner um, because it feels like it's just a matter of time before he explores this with another man. The way I'm interpreting it is he's saying this yeah. to sort of open up that dialogue. So this would make me feel super insecure because I think it's just a matter of time. Well, that and also that you've hidden this part of yourself from me for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, I mean, very new territory that you're having to traverse. Here is Jennifer on The Voice Disguiser. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi. Hello. So, my advice, I am both um, I'm bisexual and I'm Appreciate it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like the person that you're married to, you should be able to be 100% authentic, right? You can't live your life with any kind of lie like that. I need you to be about 99. Nine, 99 is solid. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Jonathan, good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, I definitely agree with the last caller, but um, I just wanted to share that uh, my parents were, my dad actually came out as bi. Uh, with my parents growing up, and I'm 42, so this was like 20 years ago. But um, they kind of just had an agreement that he could explore that side of himself on the side, which I was really surprised to hear from my conservative Baptist, Southern conservative parents. Yeah. But but he, you know, with having four kids, they they decided, you know, we don't want to break up our family and. They love each other. I mean, he still cries every year. Um, she passed away about 25 years ago. I'm sorry, not 25, 15 years ago. And uh, so, you know, I don't doubt the love that they had for each other, but they had, you know, like, like the last caller was a clear understanding of who the other person was and accepted that and loved them regardless. 
That's a pretty beautiful story right there. It is. It's the Burt Show. Hey, the Burt Show.